Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Fast Lane on 101 ESPN. Jamie Rivers, Anthony Stalter. Let's head to our celebrity line. We're joined by the voice of the Blues, Chris Kerber, right here on your home of the Blues, 101 ESPN. What's up, Kerbs? Anthony, how are you guys today? We're doing great today, Kerbs. Hey, we were just ch- chat, uh, talking about, chatting about, the the Blues and the three biggest questions heading into next season. If you were to kind of run through any order, your biggest three questions facing the Blues, what were they? what would they be? My first one is actually the same one at the same time last year. There's a hole, in my opinion, on the left side in the top six. Who's going to fill it? There's a need for a top six forward. Who's going to fill it? Does somebody step up and take the place uh, and and fill that hole? So that's the question for me, because I still think if the team is as good as it needs to be, Brandon Sod is your everyday third-line left winger and then fills in when needed up top. So that, that's my first one. My second question, now going into this season, is with Weber as the new uh, defensive coach for the team, what adjustments does the team make to previous systems under Craig Berube? What did they learn from last year and how to play defensively as a team? Craig Berube has said that he wants to, you know, they got to figure out how to keep games more 3-2-2-1 than they did last year. So I think how they do that with what is essentially going to be the same defensive core. And I might put a little asterisk on that one in terms of another big question is, you know, how does, uh, oh, hell, I'll just make this the third question. The third question is, how does the defensive grouping sort itself out? Whether it be via injury, via trade, via waivers, whatever, how do the Blues break this logjam that they will have uh, as a defensive unit? Those are probably my three biggest questions. Curves, uh, kind of narrowing it down from position to position, you talked about the forward group, and I agree, you need somebody to step up and be that elite left winger for your top line. You know, who is that going to be? I do think there are some candidates that can get that job done. Uh, but again, it has to sort itself out. The defense core, valid points, many valid points there. Uh, but the goaltending. I look at Jordan Bennington, and I saw a list today on, on Twitter and I forget where it was. It might have been on NHL.com. Don't quote me on that. But on the list, they had Jordan Bennington as the 36th best goalie in the NHL. I am not a goaltending expert, Curbs, and I'll never claim to be. But my God, I find like I find that's really low. Okay, uh, like when I see a list like that, whoever wrote it, right? 
I no longer read their articles anymore. <laughs> well played. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll, man, I'll give you a great example. The year that Keith Law was the only writer in the Writers Association for Major League Baseball that didn't vote for Adam Wainwright, as it did, like didn't even give him like a third or fourth place vote for the Cy Young. Okay, I don't even I don't care how good Keith Law is now. I, I don't put any stock in him. Like, like when like so to me that that's the way I look at that. Whoever wrote that, like. You're telling me, like right now, if you made Jordan Bennington available, you'd essentially be telling me that no team would take them as their starting goaltender if there were 32 better goaltenders in a league. Like, I'm telling you guys, I there might be three or four goaltenders in the league that I would take in a game seven right now over Jordan Bennington. And to be honest with you, it still might be just one, and that would be Vasilevsky. I'm not sure when if it – like, Andre Vasilevsky, I'm not sure there's another goaltender in the National Hockey League right now that I would take if I had to win a Game 7 over Jordan Bennington. And am I a little biased? Sure. I'd watch the guy. I don't get wrapped up in his antics and the way other people have with him. I know that the team was awful in front of him at times last year. The Blues are a much worse hockey team last year if, it, if Jordan Bennington was not in goal because he kept the team in it when they had no business being in it the way they were playing. I, I, I put all that together, and I, yes, I, if somebody wants to say Shesterkin or somebody wants to say, you know, give me another name or two, I'll, I'll give some leeway. But I'm not sure that you're sitting there enlisting six, seven goaltenders you're taking to win a game seven over Jordan Bennington. So to me, a list like that has no credibility. Curbs, I'm sorry I wrote the piece, okay? Jeez. <laughs> okay, well, it's all right, Anthony. Don't to listen to Anthony. No, yeah. no, 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 you put all that into place, and they won't have any problem giving playing time now to Joel Hofer. So Jordan Bennington's going to have to keep all that stuff in mind. Having said that, like one more thing, like guys, if if there were more members of this Blues team that showed the emotion at the right time, did what they need to do at the right time, other than Braden Shen or Robert Bortuzzo, I'm not sure Jordan Bennington has to get in the face of players as much as he did before. So. I, I like the reset, and frankly, I'm thrilled that Jordan Bennington is still with this hockey team. Yeah, I couldn't agree more, Curbs. Uh, a lot, sticking with Jordan Bennington and Joel Hofer, uh, you know what? The, people have two different narratives out there of Jordan Bennington. One is he prefers not to have the backup goalie that's there to challenge him. And the other one is that he plays better when there's somebody there trying to take a piece of his pie. Which version do you think is true? Because I think, and this is just my opinion, I believe that Jordan Bennington is a more fierce competitor when he feels like his job is on the line. Yeah, it's an interesting question that I have not talked to him about. I Here's what I do think. I think Jordan Bennington has been a better goaltender when he knows he's the go-to guy. Now, that does, like, I'm not sure what, like, Jordan Bennington played fantastic, and you knew he was the number one guy, and Jake Allen was the backup. And that second year, by the way, that very next year, when Billy Huso was the backup, Jordan Bennington, at the time of COVID, 
had this team and is the number one team in the Western Conference through 71 games, right? And that was so when when thing when he faltered, Huso came in, Huso played well. But what happened in the playoffs? Jordan Bennington took that net right back in Colorado, and we all agree. Everybody seems to agree that if Kadri doesn't run him over, that, that series is going to Game 7, and the Blues might have even gone all the way to the Stanley Cup Final that year. That was just two years ago, guys. So, to me, I don't know that that part matters. I think what matters the most is is to coach. You, you look at Jordan, you say, you're our guy. Go take your team where you got to take them. I, I think that's that's the psychological part to me that means the most. Chris Kerber joining us right now on the Fast Lane on 101 ESPN. Kerber, who, who, in your opinion, ha, ha, is almost like at a crossroads in, in their career with the Blues? It doesn't necessarily mean that they're, the Blues are going to get rid of them or anything like that, but just, you know, they've, they've kind of come to the point where that production has been there a little bit, but the potential is still kind of there, but they need to kind of put it all together. Who's that one player? Oh, uh, uh, our defense is too experienced. Some people are going to take Colton Pareko and put them in that category very easily. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe maybe Colton, um, in that sense, on, on the defensive core. Maybe on a lesser sense, can Scott Perunovic stay healthy? Probably a big a big factor for him. From the forwards. Uh, I don't know that we're quite at the crossroads with Robert Thomas and Jordan Cairo. I think those guys still have youth and, and, and growth left in them. Uh, we know what we're getting from Butch Navich. Uh, I'll, I'll maybe go off the page here a little bit and say that you know may, maybe one of those guys might be Alexei Toropchenko. And the only reason I say this is, yeah, he's he's young, just like just like Thomas and Cairo. But this could be a huge year for him in terms of. Does he show that he can play higher up the lineup, or is he more your really fourth-line to, to low third-line type of player in the league? So maybe a little unfair for me to say he's at a crossroads, yeah. but he's one that intrigues me the most, and can he take a real big step forward? Sure, and I could have phrased it a different way, but you, you, you grasp what I was trying to get at. Like yeah. you know, And I actually like Perunovic. I mean, I think Perunovic, it, well, is he out of chances? No, but... You know, you're kind of to the point where it's like we we think you could be what you know at some point uh, what Tory Krug has turned into, but you also got to show it. You got to stay healthy. So I kind of like that well, that thought. Yeah, and, and and you know the other thing I would take once real quickly one step further with Colton Pareko. Like I'll, t- I'll tell you something that bothered me. I haven't said this publicly. I probably know that I should, but I'm going to anyway. <laughs> I'm in it now, right, Jamie? Yeah, you're all Anthony, in now. Baby. I'm in it now. <laughs> okay, I actually. I actually thought it was wrong that and people may not think much of this, but you know when those big banners of the players go up on the side of the Enterprise Center? Yeah. And that are still there and they go from year to year. The beginning of last year, for for Colton Pareko not to be one of the players that hockey ops selected to be up there bothered me. And it and it did because because this was a guy that you brought up through your organization. This was a guy that you drafted. This was a guy that you signed to a long-term contract. And this is a guy that played a major role in winning you a Stanley Cup, right? And and we went with one of the new guys in Justin Falk. Now, look, Justin Falk was playing terrifically. I'm not. This is not about Justin Falk. Yeah. I just think I just think that thought process, not getting power play time because of the signing of Krug, things like that. I think it slowed 
where Pareko's real role in his team should be and is. And I'd love to see somehow, whether it be through his attitude, through the team's approach or whatever, some of that rediscovered because I may be on my own little island here with some people, but I still think you got one hell of a player at a terrific price at the right age that's a dominant guy in the National Hockey League. And, and I think there's more to him to come if that, if that, I think if that, that mental aspect, I think, returns to everybody. Uh, Jamie certainly agrees with that. That's yep, for sure. He's been, he's been banging the uh, Pareko drum for a while now. So, uh, Curbs, good stuff, man. We appreciate you and you coming on. And have a great rest of your week and a great weekend. Awesome, guys. Have a great weekend. You too, thanks. Hey, That's Chris Kerber here in the Fast Line on 101 ESPN.